Welcome back to your therapy tools. Let's play 20 questions. So here are 20 questions to help you challenge your negative thoughts. This is an act of reframing, challenging, illogical, irrational thoughts that cause us to engage in our old standby behaviors that are not working for us anymore. And it keeps us engaged in those um, negative automatic thoughts or stupid thoughts or cognitive distortions, stinking thinking, whatever it is that you have termed those thoughts. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, am I confusing a thought with a fact? Is this a fact, a thought, or an emotion? The fact that you believe something to be true does not always mean that it's true. Would your thought be accepted as correct by others? Would it stand up in court if you presented this thought to Judge Judy? Would she throw you out of her courtroom or would she take it as valid? And what evidence do you have to back up or contradict the thought that you're having? Automatic thoughts. Um, When I saw my friend in the street today, he didn't even smile at me. I must have done something to offend him. The possible answer. Is it true that he didn't smile at me, but I have no reason to believe he's offended with me? It probably had nothing at all to do with me. Maybe he just had something on his mind. Am I jumping to conclusions? Now, you know what this means. You're basing what you think on very, very poor evidence. Um, For example, if you're depressed, you might believe that other people are always thinking critically of you. Um, But the truth is, none of us can really read minds. And maybe sometimes we can. But when it comes to deciding what other people are thinking of you... Um, you don't really know what they're thinking. You might be right, but don't jump to conclusions right away. Stick to what you do know. And that would be the facts right in front of your face. And if you don't know, you have to try to find out. So the automatic thought on, on jumping to conclusions may go something like this. Um, my husband didn't eat the dinner I made for him. He thinks I'm a horrid cook. So the possible answer could be, all I know for sure is that he did not eat it. I don't actually know what he thinks about my cooking. Um, Maybe he wasn't hungry. Maybe I should ask him why he didn't eat it. Ask him if he's okay. Find out what's going on. Find the facts. Um, The next question is, what alternatives are there? Are you assuming uh, that... Your view is the only view that is valid. Maybe the automatic thought would go something like, uh, I just made a horrid mistake. I'm never going to learn how to do this. And the possible answer could be, if I weren't depressed, I would probably just let this perceived failure roll right off my back. And I would just do the best I could and uh, try to expand on learning how to do it better. And you might notice that somebody else did the same thing and they they joked around about how bad they messed it up. 
they didn't uh, put themselves down or get upset. They just rolled with it, made a joke out of it. Ha ha, that's funny. I screwed that up. Next time I won't. Next time I know what not to do. Um, the next question, what is the effect of thinking the way that I'm thinking? So what is every, every action has a reaction. What are the reactions in my environment to the actions of my thoughts? Um, your automatic thought might be, I wasted my whole life. Therefore, there are no opportunities for me now because I wasted my youth. I wasted my life. And the possible answer could be, you know, if I weren't depressed or if I didn't have anxiety, I'd probably just like realize that beating myself up about my past is, is not going to lift me up. It's going to bring me down. So the real question should be, what do I want to do with my future? Because the possibilities are endless. And what are the advantages and disadvantages of thinking this way? So that's where the pros and cons can come in, right? What are the pros of thinking this way? What are the cons of thinking this way? What are the pros of not thinking this way? What are the cons of not thinking this way? Um, Sometimes our negative thinking patterns do have some sort of payoff, and that's why we continue to use them. They hit the reward centers in our brain somehow, right? Um... Do the disadvantages of thinking this way outweigh the advantages? And of course the answer is yes. Of course we're comfortable in our dysfunction. That's what we're used to. That's that's our go-to reaction. We're used to being sarcastic, passive-aggressive, um, and, and really, really mean to ourselves. We're usually our own worst critic. We're used to it. And you might say the way it benefits me is uh, keeps me safe from being hurt by others or it motivates me to keep going or, um, you know, that criticism causes shame in me and then it causes me to fight harder to get rid of the shame. But, but, I, I always say don't say but, but this time I'm saying but because I'm negating all that because it's bullshit. <laughs> um, the truth is thinking in negative thinking patterns holds you back. It's yourself holding yourself back. You are holding you back from living your best life. So it's time to realize that it really is a disadvantage and you got to get out of your comfort zone and change the way you think and challenge those negative thoughts. Your automatic thought may be, oh, I have to make a really good impression at this party so everybody will like me. The advantage is that you're going to go out of your way to be sociable. You're going to dress up beautiful or very handsome. And if they like you, oh my God, they're going to hit those reward centers full speed ahead. It's going to feel so good. The disadvantage is if somebody doesn't like you, you're going to feel like you're not worthy, like you're not enough, and you're going to sink back into that spiral of self-talk, abusive self-talk. So the possible answer to this automatic thought of, I have to look perfect and make a great impression. The possible answer could be telling myself I have to just puts pressure on me. Uh, And it makes it more difficult to relax and enjoy myself and be myself. It's impossible for everyone to like me all the time. 
It's very nice when they do, but if they don't, it's okay. Not everybody's going to like me, and I'm not going to like everybody, so it's okay. Next question, am I asking questions that have no answer? (laughs) Questions like, why did that happen to me? How can I undo the past? How come I can't be different? Why does this always, always happen to me? Why is life unfair? Why? Why? So when you're ruminating over all these questions, you're guaranteed to make yourself fall deeper into depression. You're guaranteed to amp up that anxiety and you're going to waste your time running in circles like a dog chasing its tail trying to figure out the whys of the situation. These are the whys you don't need to know. The, the, the true question is what? What are you going to do about it? And how? How are you going to improve? So the automatic thought uh, paired with this one is, when will I do better? There's no answer to that. So go over, going over and over, it just makes it, you know, more anxious, provoke, more, more anxiety provoking, more, uh, depression spiraling. So you may give the possible answer of, I do better work when, uh, I can do what I can do and help myself to get over this depression or this anxiety as quickly as possible. So I'll do what I'm capable of doing and I'll realize I'm doing the best I can in the moment and I can always make improvements. Dialectical thinking, wise mind, right? Another question is what thinking errors am I making? Am I thinking in all or nothing terms? Nearly everything is relative. People, for example, are not usually all good or all bad. We're not all angels and demons. (laughs) we're all somewhere, most of us are somewhere in the middle, right? Um, or a mixture of the two somewhere in the middle. So are you, are you applying black and white thinking to yourself? All or nothing black and white thinking to yourself. Your automatic thought might be, I did a terrible job at that. I'm not even going to bother trying to do it again. So the, the reframe, the possible answer Uh, The fact that you didn't do it as perfectly as you envisioned it in your head does not mean it was not good at all, okay? You cannot expect to do everything 100% correct. And if you do, you're never going to be satisfied. Life would get boring and you won't grow. You won't grow and learn. Um, Another question, are you using ultimatum words in your thinking? Watch out for words like always and never, everyone and no one, everything and nothing. The chances are that whatever the situation is, it's actually less clear cut than that. It's a case of sometimes, some people, and some things. So your automatic thought might be everything always goes horribly for me. And your reframe or possible answer to that can be, You're exaggerating, honey bunny. Some things go badly and some things go well, just like everybody else. Okay, another question. Am I condemning myself as a total person on the basis of a single event? Are you judging your entire being based on one single event? 
you can often take difficulties to mean that you have no value at all as a human. Are you making this kind of blanket judgment on yourself? Your automatic thought might be, I was so irritable with the kids today. I'm a horrible mother and an evil bitch. It's like all or nothing. So what's your reframe? What's your possible answer to that? The fact that on a particular day, at a particular time, in a particular circumstance, you were irritable doesn't mean you're a horrible mother or an evil bitch. You cannot reasonably expect to never feel irritated. And um, making yourself feel more depressed by writing yourself off completely is not going to help anything. It's not going to help you be nicer. It's not going to help your kids to feel better. And it's not going to uh, be productive to taking care of the kids when they get home from school. So that's not a good one. Your uh, next question is, am I concentrating on my weakness and forgetting my strengths? You've got this negative filter going on internally. Um, You overlook problems you've handled successfully in the past and resources that could help you. And the truth is, once you change your thinking, you'll be amazed at your own ability to deal with problems. So how have you coped with similar situations? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSC. In the past, that's another question to ask yourself. How did I get through this before? And maybe I failed at it. Maybe I succeeded. How did I get through this before and what could I do different now? Um... Your automatic thought with concentrating on your weakness, negative filter internal, might be, I can't stand being by myself now that my spouse left me. I can't stand being alone. And your reframe or possible answer could be, I was alone before I met my spouse. And I made an effort to get out and meet people. And I spent time doing things I enjoyed. I was actually quite happy without my spouse. And I'm sure I could be again. There you go. Call a friend. Go out and do something. Don't sit there and wallow in self-pity and negative internal filters. Next question. Am I blaming myself for something that's not my fault? That's personalization. You might blame yourself for being depressed. You might blame yourself for having anxiety. And then you... You claim you have no willpower or that weakness and criticizing yourself um, is the only solution because you're just not, you're not fixing yourself and pulling yourself together. In fact, scientists have been studying depression, anxiety, all this stuff for years, and they're still not sure exactly what causes it. We have chemical imbalances. Some people don't have the chemical imbalance, but they still have the symptoms. Um, There's theories that it's hereditary. There's theories that it is not. Um, 
it's a difficult one to solve and uh, blaming yourself for it will make it worse so don't blame yourself it's not your fault that whatever this is it's attached to you you can change your thinking and change your perception of the world around you and the world around you will change that's also scientifically proven so when you're blaming yourself you're internalizing personalizing everything and all the guilt and shame you might have an automatic thought such as I'm I'm pretty stupid because I have all these stupid thoughts in my head here's the reframe possible answer stupidity is one possible reason when you look at yourself as a whole there's not much evidence that you're like all completely stupid you might have those thoughts because you have depression or anxiety and when you're feeling better you think differently right so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're stupid it just means that you you have anxiety you have depression you're stressed the hell out so you're thinking this way it doesn't make you stupid Next question, are you taking something personally that has little or nothing to do with you? This again is personalization, internalization. You're internalizing stuff that, that's not yours to internalize. Um, when things go wrong, uh, you tend to believe in some way that it's directed right at you or that you caused it. And most of the time it had nothing to do with you. So uh, an automatic thought might be... Uh, John hates me. Uh, he would have never given me a dirty look if he liked me. And the possible answer is, you're not the only person that John looks at like that. Um, John's always right on the edge when things are not going well for him. And he tends to scowl at everybody. It's well known. Um... You know, if you felt better, you would probably brush it off as that's just who he is. That's how he looks. <laughs> that's his resting asshole face, you know? Um, next question. Am I expecting myself to be perfect? Yep, that's a hard one. Your automatic thought might be, I'm not good enough. I should have had more success by now in my life. I should have gotten everything done I planned on. I should have reached my goals by now. I'm just not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And doggone it, nobody likes me. <laughs> um, it's just simply not possible to get everything right all the time, 100%. That perfectionism is a huge self-defense mechanism. And you can often find yourself setting up unrealistically high standards for yourself. And then you condemn yourself for not living up to those standards. Accepting that you can't be perfect doesn't mean you have to give up. It just means that you learn from your mistakes. And instead of being upset and paralyzed by your mistakes and falling into learned helplessness, you get up and dust off and you try again and try different methods and maybe research some different ways to get that thing done that's, that's bothering you and try some different tools and see what works for you. But you don't give up. Alright. Are you using a double standard? You might be expecting more of yourself than you would of another person. So how would you feel if somebody else was in your situation? Would you be super hard on them the same way you're hard on you? 
The truth is, you are worthy of the same kindness that you give other people. You're worthy of giving that to yourself as well. Your automatic thought in this case might be, I'm a total loser. I'm pathetic. For whatever reason. And the answer or the reframe could be, if somebody else was upset by this situation, you would be sympathetic towards them, right? And you would try to help them find a solution. So you wouldn't look at somebody else and tell them they were pathetic if they failed at something or if they didn't know how to deal with something. Um, you would try to help them. And so it's time to do that for yourself as well. Next question, am I paying attention only to the black side of things? Are you focusing on everything that goes wrong? Negative filter. Um, you could say this is a terrible day. And your reframe could be, hold on, the whole day wasn't terrible. Maybe I was late to work. And uh, maybe there was a lot of traffic. But all in all, the day wasn't really that bad. So I can't, you know, really say it was a terrible day. Am I exaggerating the importance of events? Are you catastrophizing? Are you saying to yourself, Oh my God, I made a total fool out of myself. I will never be able to face those people again. Here's your reframe. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Most people probably didn't even notice you. And um, they probably didn't give it a second thought if they did. And everyone will probably laugh about it in the future, everyone who noticed it, and it will make a good story. So don't beat yourself up. 18, number 18, we're almost done, y'all. Are you fretting about the way things ought to be instead of radically accepting how people and things are? Are you allowing stuff in the world to feed your depression and anxiety? Are you telling yourself life is not fair, that people are horrible animals? Is it sad that there's so much suffering in the world? Hell yeah. But you know what? You don't let that get you down. You don't let that feed your anxiety and depression. Your automatic thought could be something like the war that's happening in the Ukraine is going to lead us to World War III. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. It sucks. Everything should be different. Why is it this way? Let's reframe that to a possible answer of things are as they are. And it would be nice if they were different, but they're not. This is like wishing a zebra had no stripes. You can wish all you want, but the zebra's still going to have stripes. We have to radically accept what's going on and find good self-care and good self-talk to help us get through, such as, okay, if World War III breaks out and we all get nuked, I, I think it's important that we enjoy every moment we can up until that moment because there's nothing we can do. We can't run around in fear. We can't stay in our bed and hibernate in our depression. We have to continue to live just like the birds continue to get up and fly around. The flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. Life is continuing out there. As my friend Leather told me one time, life is still going on. You got to be part of it. Okay, 19. Am I assuming I can do nothing to change my situation? Are you a total pessimist about changes and chances of changing things? 
if it makes you give up before you even try, you can't know if there is a solution to your problem unless you try. You can't say there are no solutions if you're not trying. You have to actually try to find the solutions and you'll be surprised how many solutions there could be. Is there a way that you're thinking that will help you to find answers or is your way of thinking making you turn down every possible solution without giving it a shot? Is your automatic thought something like, this is no good, it will never work? Maybe your reframe or possible answer could be, if you tell yourself that, you'll never make it work. So sit down and work out what you need to do, what you could do. Even if some of your solutions didn't work in the past, that doesn't mean they won't work now. What was it that stopped them from working in the past? Tweak your plan a little bit and go for it. And number 20, am I predicting the future instead of experimenting with it? So do you think you can tell the future? You are the amazing Kreskin. You are Chris Angel, mind freak. You know what's going to happen. The fact that you have acted in a certain way in the past doesn't mean to say that you have to do that in the future. If you predict the future instead of trying something different, you're cutting yourself off from the chance of change. And even though change is difficult, it's not impossible and it's actually quite beautiful and it's something that you're striving for or you wouldn't be here, right? So your automatic thought might look like something like, I will never manage to stand up for myself because I'm weak and I just never have. So your possible answer or reframe here is the fact that I never have doesn't mean I can't. Doing so will make me uncomfortable, but if I stick with it, it will become more natural and people will respect me more. So this one's definitely referring to boundaries, setting boundaries. And this fantastic worksheet comes from Northeastern Ohio University College of Medicine and Pharmacy. So if you would like a copy, let me know. I can send you a copy of this. And I hope that you're using your DBT skills to reframe all of those negative automatic thoughts or stupid thoughts or stinketh thinking, whatever you want to call it. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.